Welcome to Conversations Matter. I'm Hans Hickler. And I'm Molly Burkholm. Molly and I are big fans of having real, deep conversations. So sit back, relax, be present, and really enjoy this one. Today we're going to have a very special interview with a woman named Dr. Megan Poe. Poe, or Megan, she goes by both, is an absolutely phenomenal human being. She is brilliant, a graduate of Yale, Harvard, and Columbia. Uh, She has her own private practice in the West Village in New York City. But even more than that is the person who Poe is. She is one of the most present human beings I've ever met. She has this ability to be so present that you're able to really see yourself for who you are. Um, She also has the ability to bring out the love in people. In fact, Poe also teaches a class at NYU on love, which happens to be the most popular class at NYU. And I think uh, Megan defines love in a way that uh, we probably haven't thought about it. Um, Really interesting. It's almost like every conversation starts with love in the middle. Mm, Yes. I think you're really going to enjoy today. Let's dive in. Try to be so fully present. There's so much here. Thank you so much for joining us, Megan. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. It's already fun. It's so funny because Megan and I just met for the first time in the physical body, but Mm -hmm. we already felt like we knew each other. And when I was watching your TED Talks and your videos online, Mm -hmm. I was in my house, standing up, watching him on my computer going, yes, 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 she gets it, she gets it, she gets it. Connection and love and emotion and everything. It just was this huge aha when you find your soul sisters and the people who resonate and are open to deep connection Mm. and feel the power of that and, and are actively bringing it to life in the world. So wherever you want to start, Go for it. Tell me about oh, what what connection wow. means to you or what. Oh, wherever I want to start. This is like an infinite canvas you're giving me. I love that. I love being, <laughs> by the way, I love being with you, both of you. I mean, it's like, it's just such an, it's, it, it's just instantaneous resonance. And so I feel like we could go anywhere, like fly around, like hummingbirds fly and all omnidirectionally. I have to take a time out when we were at Sarah's. At the end of the interview, they had a house guest. And so Molly was packing up and I was chatting with the house guest. And for some Latin America came up and I said, oh, I read this great book about how like American interests go into countries in Latin America and they exploit the country and the country actually doesn't benefit. And I goes, it was Confessions of an Economic Hitman. He goes, you're kidding, right? I wrote that book. And, And like, he is, it was just so... I should have known, I should have known, but it was, I'm explaining and you were having this conversation and as we're having the conversation, he's like telling, he's like bouncing back. He knew exactly what I was talking about. It was so obvious. He was the author, right? But it was, it was really weird. So oh, I was paraphrasing his book to the author. I love that. So I'm going to do it again now. Please. But the, the moth analogy <laughs> is that the moths are not attracted to light. They think it's the moon and they're responding to the moonlight. And so the the light is a false moon. Mm -hmm. And you talked in your TED Talk about what are our false moons that prevent us from reaching the real moon. And that was really inspirational to me because uh, I do think we're all on a journey to figure out what we stand for and what our values and beliefs are and how we open ourselves up 
And you have these great ways, these great analogies that allow a layman to understand what... But you have this really cool way of, you know, like, put the needle on the record player, if you could just skip it over and get out of that one track that seems to dominate how we stay within our sort of lane and define ourselves that way. Now, that was my bad bad encapsulation of, of an no. amazing TED Talk. But tell me about that. Tell me... Yeah. No, it was beautiful. Aww. And I love, you actually threw in one of my other favorite analogies, which is the record, picking up the record needle and putting it on a different groove. Right. You know, and records spin in a spiral, right? Which is also what we do in our development. So I always think about that and with how we grow and that we do come up against the same music again and again, but at higher and higher dimensions, mm -hmm. which is kind of like a record if you stretch it out. And we also so we also validate that. everything we do in the groove against the groove that we're in, right? Yeah. So if we don't expand, yeah. I talk about taking blinders off a right. lot. You know, you have to you have to open your horizons for new things to come. Yeah, you yes, right. And that yes. that that groove in the record player is is a really good analogy. That it way. is, it is. And thank you for the moon um, reference. I mean, I I'm thinking about. There's so many things I could say about it, but I feel like sometimes we're kind of, and I include all of us in this, we're kind of going through our days and we get like the moth. We just kind of, we're doing what we're doing, what we're doing. And we're kind of in this repeating loop and we're not even sure why we're doing what we're doing because we haven't zoomed out. And we certainly haven't zoomed out enough to see that we're the moth just hitting that light over and over, or we think that that light is actually the moon. And so we, we find ourselves um, sort of forgetting what are we even orienting towards and why. I don't, I don't like to use just one reference point because I don't think it's just a conversation about smartphones or a conversation about one thing. But I do think it's a conversation about taking ourselves to the next level of seeing and being who we want to be and who we want to do. And that is an accumulation of moment to moment to moment, how we exist in the world, how we treat others, how we love, how we love ourselves. And, and where are we looking literally? Like, what are we looking at? Like, and where are we placing our attention moment to moment to moment? Like I think Mary Oliver talked about attention being love and love being attention, mm. you know? And where are we putting our attention moment to moment? And it's not to criticize or you know, blame, but just like if we're constantly interrupting ourselves or allowing for hyper availability and everyone to you know, reach us at every moment or us to react and respond to every moment, which by the way is how we're wired. Like as humans, we're still glitchy. We're still a glitchy model. We're, we're how old? Like 200,000 years old? It's nothing. It's nothing. It's a tiny dot in the, the span of history. And I, I'll get all the numbers wrong. I want to say 4.8 billion since the beginning of, you know, but that's probably not it at all. But roughly, let's just say that to scale, right? So here we are. We're very new. And I feel like sometimes we just forget to say, teach us. Like, what are we doing? And how do we work with the fact that we're kind of dopamine addled beings left no pun intended to our own devices, you know? Mm -hmm. And if we can just have a little bit of 
mercy and a, and a little less shame and a little more collective um, seeing each other because we're all kind of this, we're all extremely different and unique and we're also all human, then we can, then we can really look at this together. Like, what are we here for? We're extremely powerful, but not when we're caught like in a tiny little circuit when really we're meant to be like circuited to the stars and the earth and the, and the ocean and our deep, deep imaginations as William Blake always talks about. Like these are our technologies. You know? But we tend to define ourselves, don't we? Like we, we tend to d put ourselves and others in, in, in boxes. And by that, yeah. you, you, you limit, you, you, you say also, uh, yeah. we're more than one thing. We are. We're like these right? multidimensional. But we don't behave that way. We, we, right. we sort of define ourselves by that thing. I'm the CEO of DHL or I'm a writer or whatever. It is. Whatever that one thing is. Yeah. It's usually by, by what we do, by the way. Right. Not who we are. <laughs> Not who we are. Right. But I, I think that is a transition that is coming, that is so, it is coming. And I feel it and I see it that people are starting to tune into their natures and their essence. We can say it's at a soul level, if we want to use that language. But the idea that we, who we are matters as we are. And that someone was saying recently, like, what shows up when I show up? Were you saying that? I feel like maybe you were quoting this to me, and now I'm quoting maybe. it back. <laughs> but, but the idea that, that our beingness, if we take time to listen to ourselves and attune to our beingness and use our gifts, which is our nature, which we do need to tune into and reflect and listen to and understand. And then we and then we move in that essence, we can be a billion things. Because yeah. they're just those are just outward radiations of our of our true nature and our true expression, right? And relationships like, can and, be a million things. Oh right? my gosh, yeah. And I think we all are like I think the outer part is the form. And the inner part is like when you show up, you're extremely you 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 make everyone feel comfortable. Like the I met you ten minutes ago, and I immediately felt comfortable. That's because I was comfortable with you. Well, that's great. So then I'm that that's works, how I right? show up for you. Yeah. But you're also then a reflect. You can reflect that back, and you like take it in. You're an amazing listener, and when you're a great listener, then you give someone a receptive field, and then because they feel a receptive field, it's like like literally like a meadow and then i'm like oh i want to i want to toss a ball out there because yeah. there's a meadow to receive it and there's a guy standing over there that's holding out his hand but if you weren't there i wouldn't feel that urge to so you know that's yeah. your essence showing up thank and you you're welcome I, thank you yeah that is so you <laughs> and when you feel the, you know it's interesting this notion of this false moon i'm just really that is just it's so it's it so draws me forth because we all have them of course we do and that we think about what we are manifesting in our life yeah that which is deepest in our heart yeah if that is the false moon then all of this is astray yeah and if i think of your work of my work of your work all of our work actually our life's our dharma, I would say, our duty in this yes. life that comes from another place. Yes. It's to help people find the real moon. Yeah. And to, and to help ourselves because we can get distracted by our false moon. We've all got them. Oh, definitely. You know, the, um, the kind of, there's a, a turtle that, um, that needs to give birth near the shore and they, and they, um, 
they look to the moon to orient them to where they give birth. And because of all the city lights now and all the urban environments, they get very distracted. They get bedazzled. They get mesmerized at all the shininess, right? In the same way that, you know, I was, I was robbed in Italy once and the way that they robbed me, the people that robbed me saw me go to ATM and um, they robbed me by bedazzlement. There was a lot, it was a group and there was a lot of shiny objects and distractions and, and it's, and, um, and it's okay. It was fine. But I I was like, oh, that's so, of course that worked. How could that, there was no, there was no violence. There was, but I mean, that's, that's a, that's kind of an extreme example, but, but it also is that feeling of loss associated with, you know, getting, and when you think about the turtles not ever giving birth because they're distracted by not ever landing the creations where they need to be to survive. You know, it's, it's really important that we, that we each make space. I think a lot of it is about making space and, and it, it's, it takes a kind of like loving ruthlessness this day because it's so, it's so easy to be everywhere else moment to moment. Oh yeah, I'll just do this. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and and we both live right by the beach and the, um, when the babies hatch, when the yeah. baby turtles are born, we all go down to the beach. We go wow. to the beach every single night during that time because you will catch the turtles hatching and they go the wrong way. They're heading they go to the, the street light. light. They're heading exactly. to the street That's light exactly. instead of the moonlight. And you That's think of our kids, our babies, and if they see us all the time picking up the phone, going towards the shiny object, going towards the bigger house, the fancier car, the, fan- the this, the that, that becomes their light that they're going towards instead of inside. And, you know, just if anything of the deep listening that happens that we're talking about, that deeper layer of listening and that field of connection where we want to throw the balls, you say, it's like, if anything of holding space, it's like, so people can, f- even if they can't even name it, yeah. that they can feel, feel it. They feel. can feel for a moment. There is a moon out there that's a real moon. What is it yes. about, it becomes, what is it about relationships and emotions? Because in the business world, you say, listen, understand your sandbox so you don't get distracted by the shiny objects. And people are like, got it. I create a business plan. These are the four levers that I need to pull. Anything outside of that, I'm not going to focus on. You say to people, if something doesn't work, drop it and try something else. Like in the business world, it's very logical. But it's the same logic we're talking about here. If in a relationship you're both in this groove, try another groove, right? Like like expand your relationship. If Don't get distracted by, by shiny objects. You're, it's the same. It's the same concept. But when it comes to relationships and emotions, it doesn't, it's not natural for people. They, they, they tend to say, stay in the safe place or in the, in the, in the track, right? Oh, there's so many things I want to say. I know, I'm having Ooh. a hard time. Yeah, I just went down like, or up like five different mountain trails of thoughts. But okay, here are some thoughts in no particular order. Number one, neuroplasticity meaning we have this ability to, you know, our brain can change itself and our beings can change by creating new experiences. So what's awesome about that is if you can have the courage to do something even, because one of the, even for like a minute, it will have total reverberations, which is kind of amazing. So like the law of neuroplasticity in my experience with patients in teaching and in, 
in working with companies in in making art and making music in all these realms um, and so many more that if you if you can plant that seed, it will go quantum, meaning like if you can get on stage and talk in front of one person and that one person is your audience, you can do it. You can and it's for one minute. Next time you can speak for 20 minutes. Next time you can speak to 100 people. Everything. So a lot of it is like just getting just starting that trail, like stepping one step into that fresh snow mm-hmm. and then you can take the next step. And, and really, it's kind of amazing like that. But to your point, it it, it is. It's really um, people. Um, I think we all can get into our our templates and our molds and our patterns and then I think something that's maybe a little bit of an epidemic right now is that people aren't actually feeling their intrinsic value just as humans, just as beings. And we're all, we're all valuable. We're all here. We're all in life. We've all been given a life. It's precious. And when, when one doesn't feel that, then everything is can, is achievement or it's what I do or it's what I've made or it's what, you know, it's all external, external, external. And then that gets really top heavy and really outer heavy. Yeah. And there's a total neglect of inner life and inner just valuing oneself. And so I want like, I, it's like I want everyone to just take a moment on this podcast and just stop, close their eyes and for 10 seconds, allow yourself to feel like you are enough as you are in this very moment without future or past. And that you're completely of value and worth and love exactly right now as you are. I want, I want everyone to have that feeling because it's, it's a different place. It's a different space. Yeah. At the end of every single yoga nidra, I've ever taught. I say the words, I am healthy, whole, and complete, mm. just as I am. And that's how I bring people back in. And when you just said that, it's just. But people don't even take 10 seconds. No, but it's just like that. You know, I think we're brought into the world, we're, we come into this world for different purposes and meaning. But um, I feel to hold space for ourselves to be healthy and whole and complete, just as we are, and to hold space. For other people to realize that they are that too and to connect them even with the notion that it's possible to be yeah. that yeah is and everything and yeah and it, it's not yeah people don't take the time that's why we have to take the time yeah. to and to hold space and not to get into the fixing and changing agenda and not into the goal setting and not into the the whole story. I mean, all of all of that is. I mean, I'm I'm always evolving. You guys are always evolving. I'm always listening. I'm always learning. I'm always asking what can I accept and know about myself so I can show you know so I can become more real, more transparent, more whatever I want to be, creative. What, however, I want to offer things, offer my gifts. You know, we all have things that we're working on, but that's different than this kind of seduction of like self-improvement that's this dangling future self that then deserves something or gets to or where we're like living next to our own life always you know and that that thing is very separating 
and and it's separating all of us from each other and it's separating us from co-elevating each other from celebrating each other because unless we can celebrate and love ourselves as our primary seed you know our primary lens through which we view and experience this lifetime i mean how can we megan you teach one of the most popular courses at nyu is it, is it on love? Is that the, what, what is the name of the course? Yes. I, yes. It's, it's called love actually. Okay. And I created, I'm actually not teaching it this. It's, it's going, it's going strong and we have amazing teachers, um, teaching it. And I, I loved creating, I created and designed and taught it for, I don't know, maybe six years or something. I have a question for you. What does mm -hmm. homework look like in this course? Like what kind of homework mm. do you give people? It's different all the time. There's a lot of there's a lot of creative interactive assignments though that help harness neuroplasticity, right? So pe put people into new experiences and then have them write and think and integrate that. So for example, and some of it's done in class and some of it's done outside of class. So one of the assignments during class, there's a three hour immersive class once a week at, on Washington Square Park. And um, one of the classes is on universal love and kindness and um, they come in and I give an intro and then I say, you're dismissed. Go outside for the next 15 minutes and just have as many interactions of kindness as you can and then come back and we're going to talk about it. And that's your assignment. And so they go out and they go out into the park. I said, go to the park. Just do it. Don't think about it. Just go. And then they're very tentative to leave. And I was like, leave your phone seat. Leave everything here. I will be here. And then they do it and then they come back and they're like, it's like a whole different energy field. And, and I say, what was it like? And they say, well, I've never complimented somebody in real life. That was wild. And I told this girl I liked her scarf and then it turns out we have a class together and now we're gonna go get a coffee. And this Look is amazing. That. And you know, they're, they're really, you know, many of them have just not had these experiences and they said, I didn't know that I could do that. I didn't know that I could just approach a new person and have this kind of moment With spontaneity yeah and then another example would be there's one week on technology and interfacing with technology and relationships and friendships and self-love and all of it and um the assignment is to make to design their own tech map for the week so it's whatever they want to do to reinvent their relationship to technology based on their own habits. And so like one, <laughs> one girl tracked her That's Instagram scary. usage, right? And she came back and she said, oh my God, I was on Instagram for 21 hours this week. That's almost a whole day of my life just in this one week. Yeah. And I said, well, actually it's two because we sleep. And she goes, oh my God, you know, in the whole room. And then this other woman, um, she took a day off of uh, social media and she's a singer and songwriter. And she said, I wrote three songs. I wrote a poem. She's like, I don't think I've ever been that like in the flow in my life. You know, I sat under a tree. I laughed with my friends, you know, so everyone had their own and other people said, I failed miserably. And I said, it's not about getting it right. Like just have an experience, just right. take a, take a try, you know, and see what happens. So, assignments are sometimes like that and that's great yeah you didn't have a cell phone for a really long time right well i had a flip phone for yeah about two years oh molly's story about you yeah. is much better molly said she didn't have a cell phone 
She didn't. She didn't do emails. I'm like, wow. I want to meet this person. I dream of not. She had a flip phone. Uh-huh. I, I really would throw the whole thing out if it wasn't for the fact I have. I'm yeah. a single mom. I have to pay for my kids' life. I swear yeah. to God, that would be on the curve. And right. you are on a group We've chat a with 70 people. She is on right. a group chat with 70 people. That's no, a lot 40. of. Wow, that's. A, but it 40. could be amazing. You know, it all depends on how actually you use these that group things. is one of the most enriching things that yes. I do. Right. So I'm not going to denounce that group because. It's one of the places I go for for nourishment. We all seed each other. Oh, totally. Um, ideas. Yeah. But I'm just saying also, you wouldn't get rid of your cell phone. I wouldn't get rid of right. that, probably. But in general, the email, all that stuff. And yeah. so what was yeah. that? Like, what, yeah. Tell me about your experience going from flip phone to, to smartphone or like it, maybe just yeah. the role that the choices you made in taking that flip phone moment yeah. that well, I dream of. Well, you know, I think what we're still figuring out as a culture is I think we, we sort of signed up wholesale for this constant availability, which just came kind of insidiously, like, you know, kudzu, that plant that kind of grows over mm-hmm. every oh, yeah. tree. I lived in Georgia. So I feel like we had kind of like a, yeah, you totally know then. So I feel like, so it's kind of, for those that don't know, it's kind of this, this, this very hyper growth plant entity that grows over like blankets over like a carpet over anything, anything, any other living thing, any plant, any tree. And, you know, it first you can look out your window or something and be like, oh, that's like a topiary, like Disneyland. Then you're like, oh, no. And it actually smothers everything underneath it because Kills nothing it. else can yeah. photosynthesize. Right. So I feel like this is a little bit like what happened with and it's no one's fault, but because we we got these phones without getting years of training and mind training and attention training about how to, you know, we have no martial artistry. Like we have to make it up as we go along. Like I think everyone just kind of signed up for this idea of I'm available 24 seven. And it was funny because, you know, as a doctor in medical school, we had a beeper and it felt like we were saddled because someone might beep us at some time, you know, and want something. But now we've all voluntarily signed up for way more than that. So I think over the years, I was really just feeling, well, what is the way that I want to be present moment to moment, most potently and most effectively for myself, most enjoyably? Obviously, you know, like you, I'm a mom and I need to have some, you know, I need to be reached. But what else is going on? And it was feeling like a lot of static and just walking around and seeing everyone just pointed down everyone's head and just seeing this sort of that happened in New York and feeling the kind of sea change of even just eye contact and heart contact. And I thought, well, what do, what do I actually want? Like we each create our own reality. Like if I'm the artist here, what do I want? And what if this is actually important? And what if this is just kind of a current that I don't need to swim in unless I, unless I want to or how. Mm-hmm. And so um, at first I, I just started to try to get text messaging off my smartphone and I started to try to develop apps to do that and things, but, or an auto reply function. And I went down a lot of tech, essentially like rabbit holes that weren't, that bounced me back because no, that isn't possible. You actually can't delete it from Lisa Apple at this point, et cetera. So I, I started trying to figure out, well, how do I just keep what I love? Like I love voice memo, for example, which is why I eventually went back to a smartphone among other reasons, but I love voice. I love these. So I started trying different ways to get creative about it. And then I realized, oh, we're actually not free here. We're actually not in a position where we can choose 
if we want to be texted or not and this sort of thing. And then I got kind of mad. And then I felt like this isn't something I want to be doing right now. So then I got, um, then I got a, a flip phone and I, I loved having the flip phone because I felt like it just filtered the, the people in the situations that really, like I love talking. I love voice. I feel like sound is medicine. I feel like voices are medicine. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was harvesting more of the wavelengths of what I wanted and brought me joy and brought others joy. And I can be on the phone with someone for one minute and feel amazing. I can be texting back and forth for 10 minutes and trying to schedule something and my whole brain hurts and I haven't done anything and it's just exhausting and I'm depleted. One energizes me, the other. So I just was kind of tuning into my own music around it. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty clear. So then I got the the flip phone and that was that was amazing. I mean, a lot of people, you know, weren't happy about it in my life because they like, they like to text and we have fun texts and photos and this kind of thing. But it really, what it did was it really, um, separated the, st the static from the noise. And it did take out some other pieces that I enjoy, like I was just saying, but it just, it felt like life could operate in like a lot of flow and synchronicity. Also, smartphones you can do that with. You know, they they you can also be very synchronistic and I'm not anti-tech and I'm not anti I think, you know, using technology to organize and I mean, we can synchronize the whole planet with like a message. I mean, that is amazing. Yeah. The networks, the availability here. I just think it's also easy to get caught, especially someone like me who loves to be helpful and loves to be generous with her time and her energy. It just, it could, I could only be doing that all day. Totally. So, so I had to really, so I spent about two years on the flip and I was really also in training to be able to then use a smartphone without like it's sucking me up basically. And so now I have one again, partly because the flip phones broke. I mean this, you know, I don't know if all this is like what everyone needs to hear, but just, to tell you, like I, I went through like five because they're they're not made very well. There isn't a good device yet that that is voice and like I feel like voice is when you get to do this, it's commingling consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's it's about and uh, texting is one sided and it's like what you said. It's like a particle. This is like a whole energy field that we're in that we're entering together so it's you can very, receive a text and not know what the person was thinking yeah and it's also like just from them and then you're by yourself and you're thinking about it and you're getting back as yeah, opposed binary. to binary yeah it's totally binary whereas this is infinite points yeah. like we're yeah so and it's also, totally different palette even the way we process emotions so much of it comes back to hearing different voice modulation to hearing the totally. vibration of voices yes to hearing sounds go up and down like Yes. A mother that sings a lullaby to her child, the voice goes up, it goes down. Ancient chanting, any lineage, it goes up and it goes down. Jaya Ganesha, Jaya Ganesha, Jaya Ganesha, Pahimam, Shri Ganesha, Shri Ganesha, Shri Ganesha, Rakshamam. And it's like, you know, that yeah. it's been happening for thousands of years that we've been yes. using the voice to, we don't even know it's happening. Subconsciously, it's happening. It's happening in the cells well, of our vibration. body. Yeah. And so to live only on the 
I just want to tell our listeners, only if you buy our bonus module do you hear Molly singing in uh, chants. So wow. uh, that was a freebie. Bonus. The next ones, you have to pay for the bonus edition. <laughs> you get the bonus. That's total freebie. You know, I work in Brazil, and they are WhatsApp fanatics. Yes. And one of my friends said, sometimes I don't want to read the message or listen to the audio. And there's a word in Brazil, in Portuguese, called eita. It's a response. Like, if you tell me something really cool, I say eita. If you... If you tell me something sad, I say Eita. It, like, it's like a multi, and he goes, I just write Eita if I don't want to listen to the message, and I can't be wrong. If they sent me a serious message, it works. If they sent me a lighthearted message, it works. And I'm thinking to myself, look what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're like creating a, an answer to a communications thing you don't want happening. Right. Well, yeah, and exactly, and people aren't listening to... No. And and literally like they aren't listening to voice messages and we're not we're not but listening. Pre- but having We've to created... respond something. Yes. Because that's the, I, I that's need to get back. The, I need to get yeah. back. So I'll just do a quick eta and I've I've absolved myself of the messaging. Right. But look at so let's just look at what we're we're creating. We're creating we've deprived ourselves of the music, like you said, like a mother and child that's singing, that's how we learn, that's how what we're wired, that's our human technology. That's attunement. So we've deprived ourselves of the music, of the voice, and then we've deprived ourselves of the listening, and we've deprived ourselves of the energy that comes from like being with, because that taps into like a lot of energy, and we've replaced it with, right, a non-response, right. or like a flat, like a non, there's no music, right, there's no music in text, or and it's not anti-text, but it's like, but- a non-response. I was working on an essay and maybe I'll just voice the essay now and then maybe I can just write it with my words right now and then I won't have to write the other perfect. one. I'll send but, you the audio to me. Great, perfect. Um, but the essay is about all of the ways that we've labeled, um, looking at what we've actually labeled as like fluffy or cheesy or woo-woo or out there and how actually powerful these things are. So voice, right? We've we've voice is now an endangered species, which is why what you guys are doing is so important, and all that's contained in that. Like we said, music, consciousness, all these things, eye contact, cheesy. People say, well, it's very powerful to look someone in the eye, and so you know that's interesting. Um, what else? Tree hugging, another example. Trees are very powerful. When you put your hand on a tree, it it resets your nervous system. They're parasympathetically available to us all the time. Try it. Spend one minute touching a tree and tell me you don't feel better in your nervous system. It's not, it's, it's, it's very powerful, not to mention all the other dimensions of trees and what they're here to teach us and, and, and what they give us, right, in terms of nature and life. Um, children. Children are cheesy to people. Children are the most powerful teachers on the planet. They know things that most of us are just trying to recover in our data systems and trying to remember like, um, you know, molecular remembrance, right? Um, I can go on and on, but like, it's really interesting all of the things that we've cut ourselves off from in the name of it being, oh, I don't do that. You know, I'll give and, you one. Yeah. I, 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 what I cherish a lot is yeah. getting a card. Yes. 
Right. Nobody sends cards anymore. You right. send your Analog. Christmas card, everything, just do, you know, send an email card or an e-card or whatever. To me, there's something really special about, like my 94-year-old dad will pull out a card I wrote him two years ago. Yeah. And just love it. He's never done that with an email I wrote him, that's for sure. Exactly. Right? Because something went into that. Something you know? went into it. Your energy, your handwriting. Oh, I have to yeah. tell you this story. So when I was in college, I used to, you know, we, I didn't have a cell phone. And yeah. I would write emails to my family. And um, I would send my family, you know, an email regularly. And so when I graduated from college, true story, my dad hands me a three-ring binder of all of our emails. That's incredible. Over the time that I was in college. I'm not going to start crying just talking about it. And it was like... He kept every one. He kept every single one, and he printed them, and he put them into a three-ring binder. And he... Yeah, and it it was so beautiful. But that was... In some way, it was like... And, I, and it was interesting because, of course, the email account held it. But it's like a coming back to what's real. I will. I refuse to use the e-reader. I want a book. And the same with the cards. Recently, when I was in Venice, I went to this um, guy. If you ever go to Venice, it's, I think it's the best thing in Venice. There's this guy. His name is Gianni Basso. And he has the oldest print shop in Venice. It's in this... It's down on a street as you're walking to where you take the boat to the cemetery. And on the way, in the midst of his shops are casket stores, and you can buy those plastic flowers or real flowers. And I mean, it's in the middle of, like, not the tourist area of Venice, obviously. So anyway, he's got this old shop, and he's got all these old printing presses. And you, he actually makes, he will make you your card on this beautiful paper. And you, he only, he's like... He's, you know, he said, this is a Microsoft office. He's like, these are the four fonts that I use. You can pick one. And he takes the little plates and he puts them in there. And then you pick an image for the card. And so I was thinking, okay, I'm going to make my business card. And I'm going to put all this information on it, my cell phone, my email, whatever. And he's like, Why not? just skip it. Just put your name on it with a beautiful image. And so I did. I just had my name and an image. Of course, my website has... The ways to contact me. Her business has floundered. She hasn't received a call in years. <laughs> That's totally not true. People get it. And they're like, wow, this yeah. is really special. Yes. And then on the back, if I want to give someone my phone number or email, I'll take out a pen and I'll write it. There and then go. I write them a little message, something of the moment. And it makes it so personal. And every single person I've given that card to, it's like, thank you so much. It feels so special. It is so special. Yeah, it is. And it's your vibration. And I think it's it's like our our... How do we get literally like our signatures out into the world? You know, I mean, both of your stories of these like, you know, really tangible. It's our energy. It's our our source energy. And it's not about like backwards or forwards, right? Because we're all very interested in the future. So this is this is not about going back. I want to be clear totally. when we're talking about it's, that. I it's completely agree. You know, and it's but but um but we're talking about feeling feeling the essence of things and the and the aliveness of who we are in these exchanges rather than feeling a deadness and a numbness and a dissociated quality and uh and something that is far less than what it than what it could be because we've deprived ourselves of a way of 
doing it? Maybe because there's a different way that's easier or less anxiety provoking or quick, quicker, so to speak. But you know what, what you were saying about the chanting and the vibe, you know, that too, like I, I, um, you know, my life's work is a lot around energy really and vibration and frequency and the musicality of existence, I guess is, you know, including, including love, but including hope and all of these things that maybe are just not getting their notes played as much now and, you know, uh, or just need our attention. Let's put it that way. So, you know, I think about it in terms of vibration too. Like what are the ripples, you know, that that card and that, and your business cards there, they have an energy to them now and they go out and they, they do their own work in the world. They become a quantum thing, you know, and, and also our voice inside of us, like we're vibrational beings. Like I think Albert Einstein said, if you want to understand the secret of the universe, then understand vibration. And to me, this is all the things that we're talking about. We're talking about that, whether it's voice or energy or some material, you know, essence of who we are. It's, it's understanding that that's, that's who we are. Or chanting, you know, like in the yogic traditions, we talk about um, singing and chanting and voice vibrating, vibrating and shifting, you know, our, our, our different anatomies. You know, there's a lot of, there's the Western anatomy, which, you know, we studied, which is the physical body. And then there are lots of other anatomies that include the 10 bodies and include an understanding of the nadis, which is like 72 channels within us that are like our inner harp that gets strung. (laughs) Right. And then it's times a thousand, which is your thousand petal lotus. So it does, it ends up as 72,000 ultimately, which is amazing. But when we think of ourselves as like an inner harp walking around, it's a little different than thinking of ourselves as thumbs and eyes. It's you, like, you, um, th- th- yeah. Again, you know how you, you show that picture of sheet music and it's got all its pauses and it's all, and then you said, but this is sort of what our life is and it's all the notes, like the page is just full of notes. Yeah. Right? Like a cluster, a clump of like, oh, yeah. Cacophony. Yeah, so like a, that oh, is what yeah. it's like, right? Yeah. And you got to create your pauses and, and, and listen to the notes. And when I, when I yes. saw that, I thought of, I thought of the Star Wars bar scene. You know that, that bar scene in Star Wars where all the... Weird looking Tatooine. People. They're, they're I all, love that scene. They're all playing an instrument, but the music is just horrible because they're all playing their own thing. One's yeah. going, the other one's going, you know that there's no, there's no harp. There's no, there's no resonance. It's just you know noise, right? You know, at the same time, it's so funny that you mentioned that scene because if you talk to Star Wars lovers, like there's that, there's every, it's like Tatooine. There's some, talk about like on a vibrational cellular level. Think of all of the Tatooine bars you've been to in your lifetime. And uh, we're all travelers. Like every, I remember going in Hanoi, going to the Tatooine. I, you know, in, in Paris, going to the Tatooine. Like yeah. there's always that place where the randoms show up and come together. No, but I would use that all the time in business. You know, the, a meeting that's gone completely out of control. Everybody's talking and not listening. I just say, stop the Star Wars bar scene. Like everybody is on transmit. Nobody's listening to what the other one's saying. Everyone's on their own music and just trying to get their point out. And you're talking, I'm already creating my answer. I'm spitting it back at you before you, I mean, slow down, (laughs) pause, listen to the music, you know? And the, and you're talking about silence too, which is. Yes. I love silence. Yeah. I mean, it's so 
powerful. It's taken it's taken me time to really, I mean, and I'm sure it'll keep evolving, but understand it for all that it is. Like silence is its own really high vibration. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes if I'm kind of like something's happening at home or someone says something and I'm kind of like, oh, I'm flustered and I want to react. And if I can just be in that space and vibrate for a second, just I'm here. I love you all. This is hard. I'm not doing anything particular in this moment. I'm just going to exist in this. It's so incredibly powerful. And like, um, yeah. What's his name that said the silence, um, the one square inch of silence. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, and he says silence isn't the absence of anything. It's the presence of everything. Yeah, the what silence. is it? Go quietly amidst the noise and haste, and remember what value there is in silence. Did you hear that? Ah, beautiful. It's that phrasing, right? And the phrasing. the uh, you know the, the silence reveals the sound in a different way, and the sound reveals the silence, and and we need both. It's that you know the yogic terms the spanda. The, the sound brings us into creation. The Bible says, first there was the sound, it brings us into creation. And through sound, we can also dissolve back into the source or, or let the sound reveal the deeper silence. So the silence wouldn't have been effective if nobody in the room was saying anything. But then to call people's attention to the silence and to come back to that home ground of being brings the harmony back into it. It brings the symphony back you know, into attunement versus the, the chaotic piece. And it's interesting because you know, Hans and I, a lot of my work is with people who are not at all yogis. It's with the U.S. military is my biggest client and with companies, corporate America. Yeah. And it was interesting because I tell them all the time, if you really want to be successful in this next round of evolution, you have got to learn to calm yourself down and connect with consciousness. Oh, definitely. There's, it's, it's the next wave. It's the next phase and there's no going forward without it. It is the next wave. That's, that's beautiful. I mean, cause it's, I mean, that's a good thing for us to talk about, right? Because I think this we're in this bridge time and the next wave is about um, expanding our consciousness. It's balanced. It's yin and yang. It's, lis- you know, it's listening and transmitting. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it's moving from the age of information to the age of intuition and maybe the age of interruption to the age of essence, we could mm-hmm. say. And um, and it's a very different new model. It's much more multidimensional, and it's much more electric and quick um, when there's no interference with those that have also learned how to practice these things, which can be any of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I co-founded a, a company called Frequency with two other amazing co-founders, and um, and it's we have, it's like um, like a planetarium combining sound and light and group experiences, learning, people learning how to connect and interact and be together. We have it um, in Chelsea. It's super amazing and fun and magical and also very healing. And we're always learning and growing it and learning how to listen to each other. So and say all the more other. about that. What, I don't even know this. What is Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my major projects right now. Probably my number one, uh, being I'm, I'm, um, mothering besides, well, my, my children and, um, it's called frequency 
and it's um it's it's it about it's Is a, it a place? place it's it's a place and it's and it's it's a space and it's a place and um it's a place in Chelsea and it's a dome so it's literally like a planetarium that you go in and there's animations there's like fake grass on the ground and like stars and 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 different really beautiful artistic kind of like mini worlds that you move through and there's you go in as a group and there's different themes that each are pulling out a human note that I guess in all of my work and just the pulses I've taken over the years just from being with patients so long and being in groups and in all these different organizations like what are what's needed right now so there's one on connection there's one on courage there's is one it on facilitated? Rest. You go into a you go into a yeah. space, and then there's I a totally want to go to. Yeah, you got to come, both of you. You're yes. invited. You have an We're infinite coming. invitation. Welcome anytime. Um, and uh, yeah. Oh, I love that you didn't even know about this. this I had no idea. About. Yeah, this is one of because it's it's so so yeah. So you walk, so you come, so and we also did pop ups like we were at South by Southwest earlier this year, and um, at this festival, and we had this big dome we partnered with. Lululemon, it was so beautiful um, doing all of these different experiences. And what's really cool about it is that it's for everyone. You know, and sometimes people would go to the door and they'd be like, is this meditation? Because I don't like to meditate. And I'm like, no. And they're like, is this yoga? Because I have decided that I will never do yoga. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And they're like, well, what is it? And I'm like, it's an experience. It's a human experience. And they're like, awesome. Let we, me in. I'm I like, like you can't go in yet because it's right. someone else is in there. But I will tell you when you may enter the portal. You know, but um, yeah, funny. but it's you know, it's a combination. But it's really, it's really just designed to be together, harnessing the collective, amplifying power of what it is to be together in pure presence and um, work together. And so the connection one is a lot of interacting and shares and you're connecting to yourself and they're connecting to each other. The courage one is you have to practice being in a group and stepping into discomfort for you because courage is being able to tolerate discomfort and be vulnerable, right? I mean, we call it courage. We could also say it's practicing vulnerability is really what courage is, right? Yeah. 100%. So we do that as a group and yeah, and they go, so we have our permanent spot and our lab and our creative studio there and we work with all different um, uh, composers and musicians and artists and then our core group and we're all artists and musicians and composers and kind of human nature um uh that's very cool yeah yeah thank you it's so interesting that just listening yeah. to you now there were several yeah. words that came out and i just noticed they had the same core you said yeah. symbiotic symphony and sympathetic and oh, it's all this like in the past few minutes, yeah. it just kept coming up. And it's this notion of these things that bring us into attunement. Yes. So how do we do that? You know, that's yeah. that's creating experiences like this give these opportunities to have adventures in consciousness and totally. to to find the place from which we've never left because it's always been here. And it can be just in the any, pathway home. Abso absolutely. It is the pathway home. Home is our inner home and home is feeling like we're all a part of this world and we all get to be here and we deserve to be here and we all belong. Mm -hmm. Even when we don't feel that we do, we also then still belong. And um, 
I mean, I think it's a great question. I'm sure I have my ideas and you have lots of ideas too about what that looks like, but I feel like it can happen at any moment we can do that. Like we can, mm. we can um, decide that we're going to enter a space of peer presence and that can be with three people for one minute and it's super powerful. That can be, you know, I always used to tell the emergency residents when I was, I developed this program for them because they were on call all the time and um, they said, well, we don't have, you know, they're just working tremendously hard and 36 hours are up and we don't have time to reset, but then we're spun out and then everything is more stressful and taking longer and we're not giving the care we should, you know, and I, I said, you got go and reconnect to yourself and do it slowly and purposefully. And I think- Do it at a red light, at the, you know? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And do it in any group mm -hmm. and, then, and then circle up. I mean, I really feel like circling up, like what your WhatsApp does for you too. It's, it's in whatever way we can circle up. Take five minutes, take an hour, invite your friends over, put the phones away and just say, what do we want to talk about? Like, and let's each take two minutes and say that and listen and, you know, make it easy and make it fun. Yeah. There's, but there's so much, those, I mean, those moments back yeah. wherever it is. It, it, Cause it, yeah. if you tell somebody meditate for 20 minutes a day, well, Hans was one, the rare exception. If you could, it's an interesting thing. I love working with people who are extremely successful because if you can convince them it's a good idea to do something, they do it like forever. Hans yeah. still meditates twice a day for 20 minutes a day. And he, since he was convinced it was a good idea, he's done it every single day. Very disciplined. It, well, it pays me back every day, right? So That's Exactly. Not everybody's like that, though, or maybe we just haven't done a good enough job convincing well, them. Well, you got to find your way but just th those to, two to break minutes, out of the... You can do it. I mean, look at all the anxiety. Yeah. I mean, and you're, you you see it in your profession. You know, yes. A friend of mine just called me. His, his kid is like potentially going to be on the Olympic swimming team for Denmark. And he's telling me his kid's got huge anxiety issues. And he goes, I don't know if it's the competitiveness. You know, my my kids have dealt with it. Like the pressures just keep getting. I mean, when I think about when we when I was a kid versus what it's like to be a kid now. and But there's a real hunger for that. Yeah. Time out. Yeah. For that ability to just slow things down, like you say, for a minute, for 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it creates, and, and the thing is, selfishly, it creates capacity. You it can does. do more. It does. You can yeah. do more. Right. Because you're, you're, it's counterintuitive. Right. Well, and you're also, it's like, it's like dilating the sphere to include everything instead of that one thing. And, and, and I feel for, I feel for your friend's son because, it is, I mean, if, if, if we take the world as it exists at face value and we, and we let it just act upon us or we're born into that um, reality of today, um, like the news is all, is all terrible news. There's, there's, there's no, um, that's, what's, that's what we ingest, right? There's no, news isn't designed to be good news. It's not balanced. If we if we had balanced news, that would look very different. If if news represented reality in proportion, that would be different. But so we're being barraged by all of the only bad news, and that's what's hours being, a day. Twenty four hours a day, and and then um, we're being sort of constantly asked something of, and the sort of the cadence, like we're saying, like that 
cluster of no, like just the there's the a nervousness, constant, right? Yeah. There's a and so what would we be if we were made of that stuff? You know, we would be anxious, which is yes. what we are. And then if we can pull in other things, we can shift that. And a lot of my, um, I think my work with people over the years is to give them permission to feel their essence and their power and give them permission to create space so that that, that isn't what is just being kind of ingested all the time because who wouldn't be anxious given that, you know, Absolutely. which, you know, I mean, it's, well, we've put the measure of success as the external. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Your son is going to be an Olympic swimmer. Wow. They've really achieved something. And it's like an outer construct. Then if he loses, he's the one who lost the yeah. chance to be an Olympic swimmer. Yeah. We see Michael Phelps. He lost it because he smoked pot after he won the, the prize, you know? And it's like any time that the incentive is some sort of external thing, you will hit the point where it causes suffering. Just keep yes. following it. You're going to find it eventually. Yes. Well, that's what happens a lot. And that's sometimes when people... um you know, when I end up talking to people in the office is because, um, I mean, not always, sometimes they're just ready to expand a lot and that's really, but sometimes it's because they lived all of the dreams that they had bought, that they had been conditioned to take on as their dreams, to get the money, to get the house, to get the whatever it was, the endless accolades, the, and it's not to diminish any of those things when it's a source of joy and what a person actually wants. But, but when we're told that's what happiness is and then people hit all those marks and they've sacrificed a lot and they end up feeling empty, it's devastating. Mm -hmm. It's devastating. And, and because they've lived a dream that probably wasn't even their dream, mm -hmm. but is such a cultural dream, like a mass marketed dream. I mean, there's a lot of industry that creates these dreams and it takes a lot of courage and some some space and some discomfort to be able to say, is that my dream? Is that what I mm -hmm. actually want? Is that what we are here to do? And so, yeah, I mean, it's, and I feel like we're also in the midst of like a real cultural revolution about what's our collective dream now. Like Yoko Ono said, one of my spirit animals and heroes, like she said, you know, to, dr to dream, a dream alone is just a dream to dream a dream together is called a new reality. So what collectively is our dream now, you know, that's what um, Pachamama Alliance talks about too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and all of the indigenous people who started collaborating with Pachamama Alliance to say, we really need to help modern, the modern human have a new dream because this dream is, yeah, it's making A lot us, of false moons. Yeah, false moons making us anxious. A shout out to our sponsor, The Great Courses Plus. We are just incredibly grateful to have this amazing sponsor. Um, the Great Courses Plus is a streaming service of incredible content, lectures and courses for anything that you want to do. Um, if you're interested in continuing to learn, to, to explore new things, this is the site for you. Uh, you can take courses in wine tasting. I'm listening to a course on, uh, on the history of the three-pointer in basketball because I've got this huge yearning for basketball that now that the season's over. Anything you want. If you want to learn meditation and yoga, learn a guitar, 
uh, this streaming service is amazing. Yeah, actually, Santiago is taking the guitar class right now. It's really good. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got a couple of courses on there, right? Uh, tell yep. us about um, Yoga Nindra. So, yes, I have a whole course on iRest, Integrative Restoration, Yoga Nidra for Deep Relaxation, 24-class series. It's half lectures and half practice classes. There's classes that and how you can use meditation for sleep, how you can use breathing in meditation, how can you can use it for stress management, anxiety, all the things that so many people are facing right now. That's great. That's great. And you know what, Molly, in these times when we're all sitting at home in the middle of the coronavirus stay at home, uh, what a great way uh, to get away from uh, watching Netflix movie just for a little bit and focus on learning and exploring new things uh, with your family. Uh, our listeners are going to get the deal of the century here. Uh, listeners, listen up. If you sign on to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash molly, you're going to get a free month for the entire library of content of The Great Courses Plus. So the great courses plus all one word write out the word plus dot com slash Molly M O L L Y and start enjoying this amazing content. But there's no there's no there's it's not a, a coincidence that this this what what did you, you didn't call it a new world this this new phase mm-hmm. of mindfulness of introspection mm-hmm. happens at a time when the world has become so loaded information is nonstop. It's right. 24 hours news cycles. You know, used to read the newspaper one time in the morning, get the news and then go on with your life. It's not like that anymore. You know, it comes at you. Yeah, you it's know. not. It's not. And yet, you know, it's so funny right now. I'm, I'm working on a contract for the Air Force Special Operations Command. And I did another one for the Marine Special Operations. Well, you know what they're paying me to do is to teach them to be silent and present. Yeah to learn to welcome all of the emotions that are present and find peace in the midst of it. Yes. Because, and, and that, it, it kind of blows, it almost freaks me out, but it blows my mind because that, and why do I, you know, it's interesting because some people fight, fight me on the fact that I do that. There, you know, people say, how could you take these powerful tools of yoga and meditation and teach them to, to the military who are going out to kill people? Don't you think you're creating circumstances where they're going to kill more people? And I'm like, absolutely not. The number one place I want to go and teach these tools is to people who are going to fight in war. Mm. I have no idea what they're going to do when they get there. But I've taught t- over 10,000 I don't know, I haven't counted in five years, but at the time it was 10,000, I was probably, I don't know how many. But the fact of the matter is, I have stacks of letters that I've printed, (laughs) copying my dad, and what everything else, it's like from people who've said things like, I think twice before I shoot, I don't run on adrenaline, my team and I are more connected, and so we're less emotionally reactive. I didn't kill myself because I was able right. to sleep through the night. Trauma. I was able to finally find the part of myself that didn't get affected by war. That, all of that is less violence in the world. It's less violence in people's homes. It's less violence in how they interact. It's less suicides. It's less opiate addictions. It's people who are being trained to go to war, learning to be peaceful and not living on adrenaline. And that's... So I think that's the, when we talk about like the conscious shift, it's like, it's subtle. I don't know how it's going to play out. All I know is this thing needs to be in the world, this opportunity to go inside and find stillness. And in your work, when I read the description on your website of 
which I can't wait to do, by the way. I intend to sign up for one. But the experience of going into yourself to find that deeper voice of what wants to take life mm -hmm. instead of what we're told should take life. Yeah. That's when we start living as a reflection of our highest self and not as reflections of our lower nature of what we've been told to do or feel like we have to do to be successful or accepted. And I, I mean, I don't know. One well, of the everything grows, yeah. right? So, so if we're stuck in our rut, it's another way of saying that is you're not growing. And if you add other people to that equation, relationships, right? If you've lived with the same person for 30 years, you better be growing. You better be reacting to each other and nourishing the relationship because yes. the, what it was 30 years ago versus what it is now, all of the collective experiences we've had, right? So to me, this is about, you know, the work that you're doing. What's the biggest issue for the military? They get 20 people a day, veterans kill themselves because they can't get back into their civilian life. They have no anchor to connect the world they were in with the world they've come back to, right? Mm -hmm. Where is that anchor? It's inside of us, right? I think it's, people always think that it's interesting because like the trauma retreats, people always think that like they're going to sit there and talk about war trauma. They almost never talk about war trauma. They talk about their childhoods. They talk about, that's where the, the, the newer trauma just brings up the older trauma that was never dealt with. Do you find that in your work? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'm so moved. I just want to say I'm so grateful and so moved by your work. Um. Thank and you. thank you for sharing that. I feel like it's so important for people to hear that that's happening. And it's, you know, it's just, it, I think it fills all of us with a lot of hope. And I just want to say, like, thank you. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's, um, and I feel like I'm saying this on behalf of all the people you've touched and all the lives you've touched that you might not even realize yes all the direct notes but think about everyone in their families that has rippled too and their children and their parents and their friends and their colleagues and their buddies and their sisters and brothers and it's really it's it's amazing i can feel it in my body and mm. it's it's really incredible you know why you keep the notes it's funny because one time somebody said, why do you keep the notes? Like to make yourself feel better? Or I was like, has absolutely nothing to do with that. The notes I feel are, it's all, whatever I'm projecting out here is what's happening in here. Exactly. The notes are reflections of places where I am still going away from myself. Otherwise this dream that I'm creating wouldn't be playing out. Mm -hmm. So they're all reminders to come home yeah. of the places that still need that I still need to come home to. And, yes. and the places where we as a society still create separation. It's funny because yeah. I had an experience recently. I was at a conference, a yoga conference. And these people who were at the conference like kind of came after me. And I think maybe that's why it's coming up. It's like, they came after me like, how could you do this? How could you take the sacred ancient teachings of yoga and teach them to killers that are killing all these thousands of people? And it's so funny. It's like, I think it also, even that, it implies the sense of like elitism, like some people deserve peace and other people don't. Like an, oh, us, wow. an us, them kind of thing, as opposed to we're all actually interconnected. We're all, we're all one. We're all human beings yeah. who are experiencing suffering. Yes. Every, 
every single one of us, including the military, including... I think anything we can do to help people cope. You know, I, I have to cope with things. You have to cope with things. The military has to cope with things, right? But if you yeah. just look at the extremes of that, you know, my friend Logan, right, who's a, a war vet, he says, when you come back after doing three tours, you go into McDonald's and somebody's freaking out because their chocolate milkshake is runny. He goes, I can't even relate to that. Why somebody would yeah. freak out about that, given the experiences I've had, right? Well, there are 10,000 variations of that in our life every day, right? Mm -hmm. Where we are reacting or where we can't relate. So if there's any kind of tool that allows me to get some semblance of peace or quiet before I react like that, right? A friend of mine, a meditator, said to me, Hans, what I love most about meditation is that not every emotion requires a reaction, right? Which is one of the biggest things that, that I've learned is that I am, there's nothing written that says I have to react to everything you say or that you say, right? Or that you have to react to everything I do, right? right? That's right. Because it's about me, it's not about you, right? Um, but you think about the people that you're helping when those kinds of extremes without tools, I don't, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how I do it without the tools that I have, right? Whether it's meditation or whatever. See, I wanted to ask you both this question. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's some things in the military I love. It's like one of the terms is marching orders. It's like the thing that comes from on high that you're told to do and that you have to do. But I think of it like Dharma. It's like the thing we're being told we have to do. What do you, I know mine is hundred percent clear in my head. It's I'm here to alleviate suffering in all its forms, whatever that means on any given day. I don't know. I just show up and I do what's put in front of me. But I'm curious what both of yours are. Like, if you could think of what your marching orders are. Like, if there was one theme, or I don't know, maybe the yogis would call it sankalpa, you know, that which brings us into harmony and by nature bringing us into harmony brings the world around us into harmony. Or the thing that draws you forth into life. I don't know. I think of this, this little girl, Greta Thunberg, 16-year-old autistic girl from Sweden that who actually her innate nature is not to speak. She's got this, this autistic condition that's called mutism or selective mutism, mm -hmm. where they only speak when it's really important. Mm -hmm. And now she is, she's gonna win the Nobel Peace Prize mm -hmm. for you know, the work she's doing with climate change. So that's what I thought of. I think intrinsically, we all want to leave the world a better place than we came in. And intrinsically, we want to support the people we love and care about. And I, I think there's the people we love we care about, but then there's also this, we should love everybody, right? Which means we should care for everybody. But for me, what I, what I was put on this earth on, uh, you know, I've, uh, I've survived some pretty scary moments and I'm still here, so I, I think the purpose is still happening. But I, I do think it's just to make us care a little bit more about each other. That mm. com comes to me with calmness and clarity and, and just taking time out to understand that everybody's got a story, not one person's more important than the other. The most disappointing thing for me is when people ignore people or take them for granted. You know, they don't talk to the waiter, they don't talk to the taxi driver, they don't, you know, help somebody. I, just to me, that that's, I don't think that's our nature. There's something else going on there. So you, we got to come back to that nature. Our, our nature as human beings is to care. Yeah, and to love and to... I do believe that. And to connect. But we're really, we're just, we're just deep in a fear zone right now. I mean, yeah. you know, 
Some people call it, you know, dark ages, but it's, you know, forgot who said it, but this idea that fear paralyzes and love moves, Mm. you know, and that, I think that's really what you're, you're telling us, who was telling us about, um, oh, uh, Swami Kashi about how the most memorable moments are tied to the most, the strongest emotions and the strongest emotions are fear and love. So, you know, yeah. it's interesting in terms of your marching orders, Hans, yeah. from what you just said, is to care about people. It's interesting because, you know, you call yourself a sparring partner for CEOs, for leaders. And I think what you really do, though, is you're caring about what their cares are and you're mm-hmm. caring about what keeps them up at night. <laughs> and I want them to hear some messages that they may not hear in their normal environment from somebody that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's been there, right? So I want them to understand that you can actually put all of your humanity into your job and not mm. risk your job or not attain all the things you want to do. The people he helps do, he doesn't just help wealthy people, he also helps social entrepreneurs who are like providing health care to people in the favelas of Brazil. So it's believe that's what me, I really like to do. If, if he, yeah, too, one I, pays for yeah, the other. Yeah, so that's right. he has yeah. his own socialist economy in his uh, business. But yeah, um, yeah. so and yeah, I, totally I think we all that. might have our own socialist economy. Yes, we do. Yes, we yeah. do. <laughs> that's, and that's great. Um, but yeah, so I guess in that marching order, it's like, I love that notion of it doesn't have to look woo-woo because I know what you do with spiritual work. And I've talked to people who have worked with you and they they have a spiritual connection with you. I feel that too. That's why we're doing this together. I mean, but the, 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 that's, what's interesting about it is it doesn't have to look like that. Like you can't see Hans right now, but he's in his jeans and his funky magenta black polka dot socks and his, his new bowling tail. shoes and his ponytail and he, this is how he like goes into goldman sachs by the way he, it is less. he doesn't care right he has no suits any actually that's not true because i saw you in your son's wedding you had a suit. that was the first time since 2012 that i'd worn a suit so yeah so you know once every <laughs> decade so but what's cool is that that it can look like that smoking cigars hanging out it doesn't have to look like that. Connection can look like whatever you want it to look totally. like. Totally. And I think we've got to get out of these boxes and out of these notions of what it is and and allow ourselves to be whatever, whoever we are and enjoy that and be that and celebrate that and know Amen. our value. And yeah, it, it's really, I love smoking cigars too, actually. All right. I used to do that with my <laughs> Great dad. Great little Soho cigar bar right yeah, here next to I the mean, Soho Grand. So I'm enjoying you in that and I like, yeah. But it's, yeah. Anyway, I'm just I'm just kind of enjoying you two together right now a lot. Like it's just really fun Aww. for me to be here splashing around with you and also your chemistry, your alchemy together. Your, I love the splashing around co- theme. That has to go into yeah. our intro. That's yeah. exactly what we want to <laughs> yeah. be doing. Is yeah. we're, like we're, we're not solving world hunger, but we're splashing around and we're finding cool stuff. Yeah, but no, but you're like dolphins, like splashing <laughs> around. Dolphins are also the highest communicators. I mean, they really, they have the deep sonar telepathy. You know, they have the deep sonar communications going as do the two of you and all of us right now and so it looks dolphins also look like they're just having a good time and they are they're diving together they're playing and they're this interconnected amazing um you know i don't even know what to call them like intergalactic species that we can all Mm -hmm. learn from i mean 
but that's you know, but how can we too. not? It's right. that above my desk. There's this quote: "Effortless power instead of powerful effort." And I felt that yeah. that's totally what all of us do. That's it's what like we do. Effortless being. It's not work. It's amazing. Right. We're just being present, really. Well, but we're playing. I mean, you're bringing in like all the like play and and frolicking and joy, and these are these are like how like when when we have those, we're in flow, right? And and when you were just talking about the military earlier, I was thinking about that that um, that you're also bringing. You know, we can call it a feminine energy. We can call it a listening energy. We can call it a you know. Um, uh, a yin and but it's there's a million names for it in all kinds of in different you know in archetypes but it's it's this it's this energy that allows for flow and allows for us to be in our in our flow together which is play i mean play and joy are like the highest vibrations kids mm -hmm. know that and and their work is their play you know, and, and they're very focused and on point, right? It's not about, yeah. again, play isn't about like being just scattered. It's about like you're in the flow. And I feel like that's also what you're bringing is this, you know, and what we're all, I, I think that that's right. Like, I think that like playing and it, it all goes, you know, it all goes together. So yeah. I'm, I'm aching to know oh, what, yeah. what are your marching orders? I want to have it crystallized in a few words like the two of you, but it might not come out that way. It might just need to be that I just start kind of channeling Go it and then it. we, then we like the down. block of marble and we chisel at it. Go I know what it. it contains. I'll start with the ingredients, helping to tune us to our, our higher capacities of, of being and enjoy who we actually are as humans and what we're here to be. Celebrating multidimensionality and reclaiming what that means to be a body and a spirit and a soul and in so many dimensions at once, earth and stars, emanating unconditional love. And what I sometimes play around with these ideas of like molecular remembrance and mature innocence. So it's something about like permission for every human to constantly be both in their deepest knowing and new. Mm you know, really our infinity, I guess, being in our infinity together. And I feel like once we can do that with each other, the world is naturally like remade into what it can be. And we're all deeply supported and resonating with that, you know? Mm. It I'm just, glad I gave my answer first because yeah. I can't <laughs> follow that. Yeah. But I, but I, thank I, you for not giving a one sentence. I have this vision. I, mean, yeah, I, I, I had this picture of like how lucky your students are to be able to take a class with you. Oh. Like I was thinking back to my days in 1983 thinking, man, would I have loved to take a class with you? I and love teaching. You know, I'm from a lineage of teachers and I've been teaching since I was six in some form or another. And I just, I think it's like one of the highest privileges to teach. And I love teaching students, but I really think of all the students as teachers. Like I really always feel like I'm teaching mm -hmm. co-teachers and they're teaching me. And it's like what this is, it's just this amazing like ecosystem where everyone's learning and it's like- it's, All the channels are open. It's a, it's a glow. Yeah, all the channels are open. Yeah, All the channels are open. It's it's spectacular. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's one of the greatest- gifts of my life is to be able to 
Now it's my turn to cry. Mm. To be able to share, you know, and to be able to offer something in it. And it's, it's not been easy. Like I, I don't think I s said anything in college in my classes. Because I don't think on some level I felt like I got to be that person, you know, that gets to talk or that gets to share, even though I was, had so much to share other than my writing class maybe. And I guess I, I want everyone to feel like how much they have to share, yeah, you know, and how much they have to actually to teach and to learn like we all do. And know? how important that is to us when people do that. This is, this is I mean, this is why so this important. is so important that we just stop and talk to each other and listen to each other, right? Yeah, be people together. I mean. Be vulnerable together. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, Maybe not a better person, but I feel like I got a hell of a lot out of this conversation. I really do. I, it's, and it's, you know, it's just taking the time to listen to each other and what we, what we have to offer. It's amazing. Hans amazing. held Thank the you. Okay, just curious. I'm curious for those of you listening. I was so in the timeless. I ha how long do you think that we've been recording for? I'm, I want to, my eyes want to go to the clock. But I don't. I want to say an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea. Yeah, an hour and thirty-seven minutes. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a long time. I thought it was like forty-five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, we we've definitely been in the timeless. We've definitely been in the timeless. Well, and it's I, good. I, think I feel like we're speaking some of this into like I want to just it keep feels going. Like seeds, yeah. you know, just like planting seeds. One of the things I told Molly about is in, in our next season of our podcast, I want to take three or four people and do this like as a as a bigger discussion. Oh, I you think know, that would be amazing. You I mean, and Sarah and Swami Kashi, like these people, we've had these one-on-ones. I think there's going to be a whole nother energy when we see where it goes, see where oh, it goes. Oh, it's oh, going I to be so much fun. That's a, I love that. Also for the bonus that. round. I yeah. love that. Well, also just like being a band to get, like it's like when you play music with people. Yes. Because the music. And when you're playing with someone new and you're like, oh, that's, and now I want to sing can, this. I can play I into play that. that. Yeah, exactly. Or making art with, like I do a lot of collaborate, like collaborative art and yeah, music. I don't want to go so, yet because. Okay, fine. Will you tell, okay. Right. For those who haven't, please go watch Megan Poe's. She's got some amazing content online. Please go watch it. But for those who might maybe do, haven't watched it yet, to talk about a piece you've done or th maybe the piece on love or whatever the you Washington want. Washington Square a piece. Oh, Some of yeah. your art. Yeah, yeah. So I get these, often through just sitting and listening, I'll get kind of these airdrops. Like, they're like airdrops, like on your computer where a vision will just come in. Mm -hmm. And it basically, I call my instructions from infinity. And it will ask me, your marching do you want to, <laughs> yeah, do you want to do this? Amazing. And I'll say yeah. yes. And then it becomes mine. Because you can't say no to infinity. No, you can't say no to infinity. That's, right. say, I'm, that's but, how I do everything. Yeah. Oh and God. so it's Thank very you. receptive, right? This yeah. is why I was feeling like you're receptive. Because that took me a while to learn in life that I could really listen and be that receptive and then respond in those ways rather than feeling like, you know, the other stuff we talked about. And so this was one of those where I was at a Kundalini yoga class and I was meditating and the love portraits came in and... I saw it. I saw the whole thing. And um, I was like, yes. And then I turned around. I knew the woman behind me, Julia um, J.P. Robbins, who's amazing, is was is a photographer. And I said, Julia, I just, do you want to do this with me? Like, I just got this. 
She's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go tomorrow, you know? So we went, um, so what we did, and I love this kind of creative process and all my art, and I've been making more art, and because I, I really feel like art, Gerard Richter said art is the highest form of hope. So I really want to just keep making more and more art because it's so powerful and it puts people right in these, gives them a chance to encounter themselves, right? It gives us all a chance to encounter ourselves. So anyway, I, um, we went out to Washington Square Park and we set up the camera and I just roamed the park and I asked people and I had somewhere that was going to a music festival and I said, do you want to be part of this art installation? Um, and they were like, huh? And I was like, just a couple minutes. And they'd be like, okay. And here's what we do. And then I, they'd, I, we'd bring them over to this old tree and basically ask them to, and I didn't know what was going to happen, by the way. Like, I really, I knew it was important to do this, but I could not have told you what it was going to be or become um, at all. Like, I just had the seed. And the seed was this. The seed was ask them to think about somebody that they love, that they want or need to say, I love you too. And it could be a friend, a relative, um, someone that has died, a pet, or a part of themselves, or anything else that came to mind. And when they've got that in their head, in their heart, to look straight through the lens at that person or entity and say, I love you, only those words again and again until, until you feel it everywhere, until you're ready to stop, and then you're done. And so what happened was people would start to say it and I love you, I love you. And then they start to feel it. And then it's like amazing to watch the footage because they just, they become it. Mm -hmm. They become it. And you they, really they have become to love. Go online and see it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah so I, I, that was, I, I was the same way. I was really yeah. like... I was. I became part of the energy, right? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, and that's that's what we're wired to do, right? Is that you know, and when I show that to like a big audience or, um, or whatever versions of this, when you watch everyone, I mean, we call call it mirror neurons or attunement or anything, but the whole audience like hatches and blooms in the same way the person that's saying it, and then it's had like a lot of, a lot of it's had its own life now. Like I've collaborated a lot with Kristen Sudeikis who is an amazing dance choreographer and visionary and love artist on the planet and started Forward Dance Company to bring dance to all and movement. Talk about love moves. This woman is incarnate, love moves. And we did collaborations with with all of her dancers. And But yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like these kinds of, but it takes, like I didn't know to do that when I was young, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know to just say, oh, that's enough. Like someone's given me, I've got this vision. I guess maybe not everyone else has it. Why don't I just do it and see what happens? And here it's had this fabulous, like, you know, life of its own. And a lot of the other creations I've done also, you know, they just, um, they're not really, I've done them though. That's the wrong way to say it. It's not accurate. It's, they, asked for my participation, mm -hmm. you know, because really these things are flying around the unified field and whoever has their antennae up gets that message oh and gets God. to do that. Han you says know? the exact same thing. Yeah. So Han says that about yeah. business ideas. He's like, I have no idea how people can't make money. There's like good ideas floating everywhere. You just have to like pick one and like oh, do I'm it. I'm like people, <laughs> yeah. I think people go through life like this and they, they look for opportunities. I'm like, the opportunities are there. Yeah. You just have oh, to like, <laughs> you just have to like 
take the guardrails off, like take the blinders off, and you, there's a whole nother whole nother world out there, right? Of of stuff to receive and see and respond to. But we're going 120 miles an hour. We don't have a single second. And we're not going to see that world unless we make space for it. So I think you have to make... the same thing applies to making money in business as it does to relationships, yes. as it does to art. And, and by the way, when, when Megan was talking about that, it's like how you say, you know, emotions aren't in the head, they're, they're felt. So when you say, I love you, I love you, it, it starts as a cerebral, I'm going to say it. But when it's felt, it's not felt in the head. It's and you can see that in those in those in your art in the in the videos. You can see the exact moment when it moves from she's told me to say I love you into the camera when the body takes over, when right? The body, right, and the whole when the is. heart and the when they feel it. It's like their their whole. They're, you can see it in their eyes and their cheek muscles. Everything changes in that that moment. And and I'm watching it. And at that very moment, I'm like. You're like I'm and doing you, it. You I'm mirroring. It, right? Yeah, you, you yeah. feel it, and like yeah. any, like any music and any, it's all music in that way, right? It's yes. Like, and yeah, I want to. Someday, I hope that they're playing all over a city at the same time, like in a massive transmission, mm. like hundreds and hundreds yeah. of different people that have gone through that. Mm process and they're just like little transmitters imagine every, every, imagine every, every billboard in yeah. times square every bill every oh one of God, those billboards so with that that's okay be so universe cool. oh. we're speaking it loudly we're with all our manifestation energy times square yeah surrounded by videos saying i love you i love you i love you and to be in the middle of that and receive that or people in a stadium in a stadium having cancer patients in the middle of the stadium having the whole stadium saying i love you i love you i love you i love you saturation (laughs) saturation yeah but that's what i love i mean that's and i think we all like i love also big groups like that where we can just I was at Bretton Woods this summer and it was so beautiful doing the opening and closing ceremonies and doing these ceremonies that are also activations that are also so what are lectures. Bretton Woods for people who don't know oh Bretton Woods was this gathering of I think about 250 global leaders um it was an in you know they were invited and flown in to have a gathering around how can we reallocate resources on the planet what is the new dream that allows for abundance for all so it was ecologists thought leaders activists photographers all at the top of their game coming to say how can we rethink and recreate this together you know and it was Mm -hmm. um anyway it was really Mm -hmm. amazing and it was on the 75th anniversary of the original Bretton Woods was, of course, where the global modern currency was invented. So it's like, what is the new currency? And what's the new value system that's not just about the dollar, but, you know, like, how do we value things spherically now? Like, the Amazon is still valued at how much you can cut a tree down for and sell it, as opposed to for it being the lungs of the earth, for it being medicinally um, have, like, you know, a 100 different properties in you know, whatever it is, like one square foot, you know, these things. So it's like looking at, looking at, and those are just a few, yeah, the new, so anyway, it was, it was that. It was so beautiful with uh, my friend and collaborator Hadass who did the cello and is also like her own deep cosmic being to conduct people moving from like individuals into like, by the end of that, they felt like, you know, we call it our energy GJ work in the world, you know, where just, moving people into a fabric of interconnectedness just by feeling and relating to Mm -hmm. each other. And it's like, 
it can be in any form, but I love doing, I love doing that. And I always say yes to those opportunities because it's just, it's so quick and so powerful and so mm -hmm. amazing to see what happens after that moment. Just kind of like what we saw after the love portraits and the art was really being there in person where people were like, thank you. I had no idea this was in me. I think that's so amazing. I mean, if you take, you know, mm -hmm. Your work with the military, you take what went on in, in, in Venice where people got together to talk about these kinds of issues, Bretton Woods. We've come a long way, baby. You know, we, we have, can we can so talk cool. about there's a lot of really good yeah. stuff going on. I, yeah. I do I do think the times they are changing. And oh, I, they are. Some you know, we talked about this before. Sometimes you gotta get almost to the to the depths to, to rise up, but I It's rising. You know, I, well you gotta get to the low tide to see what's really there. Yeah. And yeah. then once we have the low tide and we can see all that's there. The thirst is there and the soaking up is there. And the and the wonderful people are the there. The wonderful people. People are so beautiful. We were they talking yesterday. We're working on, it's funny, this is our, we have one more podcast for our first season after this, but it's like kind of our wrap, you know. And yeah, the, amazing. Um, we're so glad that you're yeah. <laughs> so fun. But at the end, we have to come up with what it's actually about now that we've right. seen what it's about, because this whole thing was very organic from the beginning. Yeah. It was just to have As deep conversations be. with people and see what happened. But it was interesting because one of the things that, that we were saying yesterday is, if you think you, that someone is not interesting, you just haven't talked to them long enough. Like, right. Everyone is interesting. Absolutely. Everyone's story deserves to be heard. Absolutely. Yes. And and people are not their taglines and no. they're not their demographics and they're not metrics. They're real people. And once we connect to each other, we feel it, it is. We're, we're just, we're amazing. We're all amazing. Yeah, so funny. Recently, I deleted my, uh, I saw this thing on Instagram. It was like what you describe yourself as. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm not going to describe myself. I, I deleted the whole thing. And I just put a heart. And it's like, <laughs> I, I, that's all I just want to be. Like, I don't even right. know what it's going to rise. I right. just want to be a heart in the world. Right. Whatever totally. that expression what is are. on yeah. any given day. The world. I just want to be a heart in the world. Well, Molly, yeah. I heart you. I, Megan, I heart you. I heart you, yeah. <laughs> I heart you all oh, who are so listening. Weird. Thank you. What a great, great conversation. Mm. Once again, when we edit this, Molly and I think we're the worst people to edit our podcast <laughs> because we love every second of it. Totally. We love every second of it. Oh, it thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. I heart you. I that heart was great. You. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. I want to take your class. I want to oh. go. <laughs> it's a fun class. Okay. Can we close with this? Everybody out there who's listening, let's take like 60 seconds and tell everybody, I love you. And you can join in from home too. First, just feel it in your heart. I love you. I love you. Join me, everybody out loud at home. I love you. 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 Our podcast, Conversations Matter, is produced by Amalia Briggs. Our sound engineer is Matthew Tucker. And our amazing sponsor is The Great Courses Plus. 
Thank you. We couldn't do it without you. <laughs>